Welcome to the Kids Music Planet podcast for the week of March 26th, 2008. I'm your host, Lisa Harper. And I'm your co-host, Monty Harper. This week's featured CD is Dos Niños by the Sugar Free All-Stars. We won't have any KMP music news this week due to the length of the podcast, but... As always, we will end our show today with Evelyn's Pick, a song selected by our six-year-old daughter, Evelyn. The Sugar Free All-Stars are a duo out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They are Chris Weiser, who writes the songs, sings lead vocals, and plays Hammond B3 organ, and Rob, Dr. Rock Martin, who sings harmony vocals and plays the drums. Now, the Sugar Free All-Stars are an adult band, um, and this is their first children's CD, Dos Niños. And they are one of many, 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 many adult bands coming out of the woodwork with their first children's CD. I think it's almost a trend right now for uh, bands to figure out that kids and families are a wonderful audience to sing for. Of course, we've always known that here on Kids Music Planet. <laughs> <laughs> But we're glad that the Sugar Free All-Stars decided to do this because they put out a really fantastic CD. And uh, the only thing is, it may not grab your kids right away. It's a bit subtle. Um, Evelyn, when she first heard it, she was lukewarm to it. Yeah, She liked the music, but it wasn't one of those CDs that she immediately wanted to listen to over and over. Until... <laughs> Until we started reviewing it and we were listening to it. Um, several times, and Evelyn sort of picked it, picked up on it, and she asked for it, I think, twice during the the uh, recording process. Yeah, she'd come in and like, here. are you through with that? Are you through with that CD? Can I have it? <laughs> Can I have it? And Took she... it to her room and played it. So uh, it grew on her. So if, if your kids uh, don't grab this music right away, give it a chance, and, and here's a tip, you might just not tell them it's for them, because mom and dad... You're going to want to hear it yourselves. Yeah, because the songs on the Dos Niños CD feature fantastic grooves and great drumming and um, organ playing and vocals. And then plus there's harmony vocals and different instruments that are added. Add, it added color. Added in there for color. Yeah. And, and the, and the, I, I really love the vocals and the melodies. They will stick in your brain. Uh, after we yeah. did the interview the, that <laughs> night... I was like dreaming the songs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. The melodies were stuck in my brain. So so we were lucky that um, Chris and Dr. Rock were kind enough to join us in the studio and talk about their Dos Niños CD. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing good. And Dr. Rock, welcome to the podcast. Greetings, people of the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, and I'm sure others are, um, how did you guys get together to form the Sugar Free All-Stars? Well, the Sugar Free All-Stars formed in late 2000 with a guitar player and a different drummer. The original drummer quit, and Rob and I had gone to college together and uh, played in various ensembles and jazz bands. And so we got Rob to join the band, and then the guitar player quit. <laughs> so we've just been rolling like that. It's a two-piece since '03, I think. Well, what got you started into doing children's music? So I know you, you're 
first CD release was for adults. Right. First, Actually, the first the first, three. first three. Yeah. Three. Um, well, you know, like we we would put out these albums, uh, and like every time we would release an album. Um, like people that had kids would that would buy the album would say, you know, my, my, my kid really likes this particular song or, you know, they really want to listen to the to the album all the time. And, you know, being that the song that the, the albums were for adults, um, you know, not everything was necessarily appropriate for, for a younger for a younger crowd. So um, we ended up getting a call to do an outside uh, like a like a what was that thing? It was like an arts is arts it council arts council deal it was like stage. a yeah it was like a performance in the park we figured since it was going to be like an all ages show we'd just do a bunch of these songs that were kids songs and and uh, a bunch of kids were dancing and stuff and then after that Dana Murrow from the Metropolitan Library System called asked if we'd be interested in doing a tour you know of libraries and we had actually been talking about doing you know one of these days we should do a kids album you know because kids like the music so after she called, we were like, well, if we were going to be do, doing these tours, we should probably, you know, have an album to sell, you know, at the shows with the songs that we're playing. So it kind of all, it, it was never like something we intentionally set out to do, but it just kind of came to us. And like everything that happened was just kind of like nudging us, you know, in that in direction. direction. Yeah. So, so basically we just would kind of take out, you know, the, the references to adult things and just, you know, kept in the goofy stuff and, and that's what happened. That's how we came up with, you know, just a goofy album. <laughs> cool. Filter out the adult and you're left with the kid. That's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what we usually do here on the podcast is we give our listeners a an audio tour of the, the CD so that you can hear a little bit of each song. Very nice. And we talk a little bit about each song as well, our, our impressions and such. So since you guys are here... We'll let you do some of the introductions and, and tell us more about your music. Are we ready to start the tour? Yeah. Yes. yes we All are right. ready to start. So <laughs> we're going to start with uh, the first song on the CD was a number one hit on XM Kids. And uh, Chris, would you like to introduce it? Yes. This is Bathtub Boy. Well, they call me the Bathtub Boy. I don't like to take a shower because you got to stand up. And it gets me annoyed I'd rather soak in the tub Till my skin gets a pruning All of my friends Are thinking that I'm loony And they're calling me The bathtub boy The bathtub boy Well they call me The bathtub boy Cause I'm splashing in a track on the CD. I love the, the little bridge part there. Just lather up. Scrub them down. Splash. 
Marsh? Okay, that's really cool. Um, it's, to me, that song is just, it's like it's just full of hooks because the, there's the little organ part going, and then, you know, they call me the better boy, yeah. and then, you know, that the middle part there, and this one, it's just it's an awesome song. Wow, awesome thank song. you. Okay, so, Next track, track True, He's okay. okay, also known as The, the Spider, Spider Song. Oh. True story. Oh. This is a true story. Had a spider in your shower. I did have a spider in my shower, <laughs> and you left him there. Well, I mean, the thing is, is he wasn't. You know, he was just a little. He was little, little tiny guy, and he was just like right above the tile. Like in, like each day, I'd get in the shower. And I'm like, I'm just gonna see how long that spider stays there. And he was there for about two weeks. And so, uh, actually, the guy that was a, a, the guitar player in the band, he kind of had that that the little dun 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 dun. That was. Uh, which that song was originally on our very first album when he was still in the band. But anyway, uh, I was just like, oh, that'd be something funny to write a song about, you know? And that particular song is actually one of the songs that they kind of gave us the idea because that was when we put that first Sugar Free All-Stars album out. Everybody with kids was like, my kid loves that spider song, you know? So it's like when we decided to do the, the actually do the full-on children's album, we're like, well, we got to put that song on there, you know? <laughs> so now is this a, a re-recording? It was a re-recording, yes. And did you need to change the lyrics for kids or... Uh, no, no, not really. It's actually, yeah, believe it or not, that one actually was kid ready from the from the word go. And the thing is, is we weren't thinking like I wasn't thinking about a kid's song. I was just like, you know, writing a song. It's like, hey, this really happened. I think this would well, be funny. You know, I can relate to that. Yeah, I just write songs for me, and they're yeah. kid songs. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear a little bit of it. There are people that tell me that I should smash him. how in the little the instrument break you've got the high pitched voice and the low pitched voice sort of talking back and forth to each yeah. other on the organ on there um, and I noticed that on, on all of your songs there's a little section where you the instruments take front stage yeah and uh, there's some kind of added color um, you know, we should, we, sound you know it's funny because uh, we, we kind of like like on some of our adult albums you know we'll have these ideas and we'll be like, well, no, that's kind of going over the top a little bit, you know. But on this album, we we're like, let's go over the top, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. I was wanting to kind of like, kind of like, two ducks or something, you know, talking to each other. Yeah, that's kind of the the, the, the sound <laughs> we heard. Head. The two ducks sound. The two ducks sound <laughs> on a song about a spider. Makes well, perfect yeah. sense. Well, I was I thinking know. maybe the uh, the guy and the spider are talking. Yeah. To each other. Well, see. <laughs> 
die. Silly me. Yeah. <laughs> that would make much more sense than You're that probably right. Yeah. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. Okay, well, now I, now I got to ask you about... Uh, this is perfect segue to the next song. Next song is called Poppy and Mima. Mm-hmm. It's about your grandparents. Right, yes. And the instrument solo sounds like weird aliens yeah. from outer space. And so <laughs> I want to know... <laughs> If my how grandparents that, how are that aliens, fits in with the grandparents song. Yeah, I mean, well, when my grandparents came to this planet, they <laughs> exactly. I mean, okay, you, you hear traditional children's music, and you're gonna if you're gonna hear a song about the right, grandparents, right. it's gonna have the the uh, guitars, right. or the banjo. <laughs> That's true. Some yeah. kind of old fashioned <laughs> sort of folky right, instrumentation, right. and this song just the no, whole thing sounds like. like it's from outer space. Yes. <laughs> and yet you're saying, you know, Papi and Mama, they like. Uh, Cornbread, Cornbread and, and hee yeah. so And there's does, nothing even related so, to hee-haw in that song at all. <laughs> how, how does this jive in your in your musical mind? Well, you know, like the I like I, I swiped that drum beat from like some hip hop song like I heard <laughs> like in the late nineties, you know, and uh and so like we were kinda trying to approach this like the everything else about it, like I don't know why, how that meant it didn't really we weren't really thinking about that at the time. We we're just like, you know, this is kind of like more of a hip hop kind of thing, and with the drum breakdown being like, kind of sound like it's in a tin can with the synth over it, and we're just like, yeah, oh, this. It Makes just seems sense. it made perfect sense at the time. <laughs> like two ducks talking to each other about a, on a song about a spider. You know, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I don't know why. It makes perfect sense to us. Anyway. Yeah. So, so. so you didn't set out to write. You didn't set out to write a song about your grandparents. You just set out to find these cool sounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing is, is like the I, I kind of had that drum groove in my head, and then that just the the chorus kind of fit with the rhythm. You know, I was like, oh, that's funny. And once again, that that song was started a long time ago before this band was even together. You know, I just never knew what I was going to do with it. You know, I never knew that we were going to eventually do a kids album. But uh, it was, you know, it was just uh, it was just kind of a hip hop thing. And I don't I don't know. I don't know why we thought that we we just thought it'd be funny. Honestly, we would always defer to what we thought was funny. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's kind of funny. All right. Well, it it makes for uh, maybe the most unique grandparent song in all of children's music. And let's hear it right now. (laughs) Everybody's mom and dad. A mom and dad. Every time I think of this, you know it makes me glad. You know they do nice things for me each and every day. Every time I visit them, this is what I say. You know I love my puppy and me, mom. They like cornbread and hee haw. When I was little, they would put me on a seesaw. So I love my puppy and me, mom. But she had to go away Even though she's gone, you know I think of her each day I love her and I miss her And I kiss her in my dreams I know I'll see her once again Sooner than it seems You know I love my puppy and me mom They like cornbread and hee-haw When I was little they would put me on the seesaw So I love my puppy and me mom
and Mima. <laughs> that we were talking during the song, and uh, Chris brought up the point. Well, yeah, it's, uh, some some kids do live in the city, and they have urban grandparents. And That's right. That's the, right. The feel of the song fits for them, uh, of course. So next song, we're going to take a trip to the petting zoo. And one of the things that struck me lyrically about this song is you deal. It's not. It's not just a sunny day at the petting zoo. Right. The kid gets afraid. Yeah, gets afraid. Like every single verse or something that kind of like throws him for a loop, you know. And yeah, he's got to learn to calm down. Yeah, it's, Evelyn. Evelyn it. is that way right now. It's like going outside yeah. and, the, and the bees and the insects yeah. right now. She's just They're scaring her. Yeah, it's scaring her. And she, so it's like yeah. going outside is a. Well, I think that, thing at the moment. And that's a common thing. You go to the petting zoo, you see kids that are afraid of the animals. Yeah. You know, and uh, I thought that was a, a unique approach and, and very realistic. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, we kind of tried to reflect that part of the song, too, making the, the music a little bit more suspenseful yeah, at that time. Yeah, there's a little chord right there that's kind of yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. The next track, it's pee kitty time. Yes. So we are curious, why pee? What, what, what does the, the pee stand for? <laughs> well, I'm not really sure. Uh, when I f- uh, pee kitty used to belong to my neighbor, and uh, she would always come over to my porch and like pet her all the time. And I was like, man, this is the coolest cat I've ever seen. She's like, got, like really good personality. And so the neighbors were moving, and I was like, are you guys gonna take the cat? And they're like, oh no no, you can keep her. So. So I was like, man, what am I going to name this cat, you know? And she's just like run-of-the-mill, like, gray and white tabby, you know? And I was like, P-Diddy, P-Kitty. <laughs> so it was like Puff Daddy, like the rapper. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> so he changed his name to P-Diddy. I'm like, ooh, P-Kitty. <laughs> A rapping cat. I guess so. I don't know. It, just, it seemed funny. Once again, it seemed funny at the time. Evelyn's theory was uh, stood for pretty kitty. It could be pretty oh, kitty. Yeah. It could be pretty kitty or... It's, it's kind of like Prince. You know, she doesn't have a name. She just has a first initial. Well, it, it seems like most of the songs that you write are inspired by or they're about something that happened to you personally. They're all yes. very personal yes. in that respect. Yes. Um, That's so. true, Monty. 
Yes. So I figured that PK yeah. was probably yes. your cat. PK's cat's my actual cat. name. Yes, and, and these are all <laughs> actually actual, actual things that happened to P Kitty or actual things uh, about P Kitty. <laughs> she was getting a little hefty, and I had to restrict her food intake for a while. So <laughs> that part's true, and she was lost for a couple of days, and she got trapped under my neighbor's house, and that's where she was. So that's a true story as well. All right, well, let's hear it. So Chris, was that you on the saxophone? In yes, Monty, that was me on the saxophone. I uh, actually that was my original primary instrument was the saxophone. My music degree was on saxophone, and uh, so all the keyboards and singing stuff was not what I studied. The saxophone was, and now um, basically my parents paid all that money so I can play on one song on an album. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's better than me. My parents pay for a math degree. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. track yeah, six, true. Banana Pudding. Now, this track just really rocks. Banana and pudding, we love the drum pudding. part on this, Dr. Rock. Oh, thank I mean, you. Thank the, you the drum part I mean, is integral in all the songs, but in this one, you just really rock. It just you nailed it, dude. I do my best to do my duty. Can you tell us just a little bit about how you come up with the drum parts for these? Because the drums are very important on all these tracks. Well, this one's uh, kind of a takeoff of a Jimi Hendrix song, actually. and um, So it's not a complete rip-off, but uh, it's more or less just faking it. Uh, uh, fire? Was that the song? Yeah, Fire. Sort of. Jimmy you know, not exactly, fire. but uh, that was the idea yeah. behind and, it. And, and honestly, like, like, that's the way that I come up with a lot of stuff. I'm like... I like that. I'm going to steal that and just like change it enough or just, you know, if it's just a drum beat separate from, a, you know, the original song, it doesn't sound, you know, people can't always tell. But the thing is, is we're always more than more than willing to share where we've stolen things because we feel that, you know, hey, if they like this, then maybe they should go check out the original. You know, it's kind of 
I, I don't want to say we're trying to help encourage people go hear, you know, really good music, but, you know, like, that's kind of what Eric Clapton did for the blues, you know, like, a lot of people would have never heard of some of the blues artists that Clapton introduced the world to, so, but yeah, that one's a, that was pretty much a ripoff of Fire by... You're, you're honoring this. Yes, we're yeah. paying homage. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more about the drum, the, the drumming, because each song has its own unique uh, drumming part, and that really fits in well. And, you know, at what point in the process do you work that all out? Or well, first, thank you very much for saying that. And uh, we, um, that's just uh, something uh, Wiser and I have never really had a problem with, is fitting our parts together so much. Well, and, and I'll say this about, uh, that's the one thing about Dr. Rock is he's, uh, I've always said he is a songwriter's drummer because the parts that he comes up with, like if there's something that I don't already have in mind, I'll just, I just come up with the groove and then he just fits something in that works, you know? And uh, he, I don't like to get in the way of the song. Yeah, and, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of drummers get too flashy and it just kind of like, whoa. But the parts that he's always come up with have, you know, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know? I mean, it's just like a part, and it's true. I mean, there's two people in the band, so it's like his part has to be, has to make sense, you know, in order to fill the gap. And and he's, like, he's, he's always really, really picky about the tuning of his drums, which, you know, is a big part of the sound. I mean, the way the way his drums sound is... And the a, way they're recorded. And the way they're recorded very specific about that as well which gives them this, a lot of the sound but that's nothing with the feel or anything but the sounds are important as he was saying the tuning and we don't want them to sound bad if there was a different drummer there is only two of us yeah so if there was a different drummer good. playing the, these songs it wouldn't sound the same absolutely would not sound the same because no. his the way his drum sound is every bit as important as everything else in the overall sound of the band cool I have one more question about drums okay do you ever play them with bananas I tried. It makes a horrible mess. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> Let's hear banana pudding. <laughs> <laughs> If only I could Banana pudding, banana pudding Banana pudding, banana Banana pudding, banana pudding Banana pudding, banana It's got yellow wafers on every side Love it so much that I just can't I ain't trying all the rest Banana pudding, banana pudding Banana pudding, banana Banana pudding, banana pudding Banana pudding, banana pudding Oh, move over, Jello And that pudding take over I'm not talking about chocolate I'm not talking about vanilla I'm talking about banana Okay Next track, Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. One word song. One word song, yes. So it took a long time to come up with that. I'm like, 
<laughs> one word. I mean, it's really important. You'd think that there's a lot of pressure when you're writing a one word song. He's been writing that since the 90s. That's right. That's, you, it that's better be a good right word. That's right. It better be a good word because if you pick the wrong word, the song's it's, it's a dismal failure. So which came first, the word or the, the music? Well, uh, I think the music. Because I was playing in another band, and actually this song is the very first song that I'd ever written that got a response from kids. And like it was on the band I was in before this band. Yeah, like our friends would come up and say, yeah, my kid's gotten in trouble in class because they won't quit saying stinky. <laughs> Maybe I should write Well, that's one of those magic kid words. It is, yeah. If, it's you're, if you're a kid's writer, songwriter... You what know, that? if you write a song with the word stinky in it, it's going to be a hit. If you write a song with the word underwear in it, <laughs> right? it's going to be a hit. It's kind of pandering, really. Now, if you write it? a song with the word stinky underwear, that might be pushing it. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. So we're just, we're, we're just pandering to our crowd, really. Is <laughs> so do, do most of the songs you write start out as a, as a musical groove before you really know what the song's going to be about? Uh, well, like sometimes they come up separately, you know, like... I'll have, like, an idea that I think is kind of funny or, like, you know, just, like, an idea for the song. The lyrics usually will come up separately. But, like, yeah, the grooves the grooves are, are the very important part of it. And sometimes, yeah, a lot of times they will come up first. And then, like, as I'm just kind of messing around with the groove or we're just kind of, you know, sometimes we'll just play a groove, like, on slow nights or whatever. And, and then something will pop up. I'm like, oh, yeah, this will fit there, you know, and then just kind of work it around that. But, yeah, the groove is... Once again, being a two-piece band, you know, it's, and obviously we're, that's our deal. I mean, we're just, you know, kind of a yeah. groove-oriented band. That's kind of what we say that we are. Yeah, I picked up on that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. You might have noticed that. All right, well, we're going to hear a, a groove now that is stinky. <laughs> We saw you uh, perform that song live. Yes. And it had a few extra words in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, when, when we do it live, we talk about things that smell good and things that smell bad, you know. And, uh, you know, the kid, we, we talk about, I'll say something that smells good, and the kids are like, yeah, that smells good, that smells good. And then, of course, all leading up to the one thing that smells bad, and then everybody says, stinky. You know, because we figured, you know, playing that song live, you can't actually, with, I did, we didn't think with a, with kids, with a kids show, we could do yeah. a one word song and Well, it's basically attention. an instrumental. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. So we just kind of were like, well, we got to figure something else out. Kids are very word oriented. I, yeah. I find, um, you know, they really latch on to what you're singing about. Yeah. As much as the music. Right. Um, unless they're just dancing around. Right. The music. Right. Right. <laughs> That's true too. Um. All right, what are we, what's up next? Where are Last song. Last track. Last track. Track number eight. Buck up, little camper. Little camper. Now this one, this is another repurposed adult. It song. is. Yeah, yeah. This one was kind of a joke song, actually. Like some you know different things that happened to some friends of mine, and I was you know it's kind of a joke. Like hey, you know, and like exciting things that had happened to them. Like hey, just buck up, it'll be okay, you know, and. <laughs> and then we started coming up with the really figured that the kids album was going to happen. And we're like, you know, there's really just a couple of words or lines that we could change and just make it just, you know, just instead of adult problems like you we talked about, yeah. make them kids problems. But most of the rest of the song is, you know. Well, it makes sad. a good, uh, a nice little like, camp song or anthem. Yeah. For kids. And uh, they're, they're, we're going to hear kid voices in there. How did you get the... Kid voices on your the sugar free kids choir. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the all star singers. Um, we got I think there was seven kids. Six. Six kids. Tracked them three times. Tracked them eighteen kids. Right. And we. Uh, so we, for those so for those of our listeners who aren't uh, technically savvy about recording uh, process, tracking the kids three times is a painless process. <laughs> <laughs> No children were injured <laughs> children in, were in the making of this album. <laughs> it, it just means that they were recorded three separate times, three separate and then the three recordings were played back together to make it sound like uh, three times as many kids as there actually were. Yes, that is correct. Yes, and and There's also uh, trombones and trumpets on this. Yep. Uh, yep. And um, basically what we did, we re-recorded the song with everything except for the kids, and then we had the friends of ours that we were going to use their you know kids to, to sing. We gave them copies. And they, you know, taught the songs to their, to their kids. And then when they came in, they were all ready to go. You know, they already knew the part they were going to sing. And yeah, cool. Well, Professionals they were. Let's hear it. Here we go. Buck up, little camper. Soon everything will go your way. Buck up, little camper. Think about tomorrow, not today. Sing with me this final verse Buck up, little camper In the end it all turns out okay Tomorrow will be another day Okay, so you guys have disillusioned me because while we were hearing the song, you told me that uh, Rob was not actually tap dancing. <laughs> No, that is Dr. not Rock. that is not true. <laughs> Doctor Rocky was not tap dancing. <laughs> but those were what, what? What was that sound? They were the thimbles th- on a stove. <laughs> porcelain, porcelain stove, yes, right? Yes. And we cool. walked all around the house, uh, thimbling on everything, everything until we found the right sound and drug in mics and stuff into the kitchen. 
Cool. Well, we do what we have to. So he's not a he's, he's not <laughs> a he's, sound great. He's not a he's not a, a, a proficient tap dancer, but he is a master a master thimbleist. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you for coming and joining us on this on the show. You're, um, you're welcome, Lisa. Yes, you are. And okay, but and before we we sign off, um, what's next for the Sugar Free All Stars? Well, this summer we've got we're doing a lot of uh, library shows, part of uh, summer reading programs in a lot of different places. Got forty or forty two shows, and um, they will they're all on our MySpace site, myspace.com backslash forward slash Sugar Free All Stars. And um, they're being added to our website, which is sugarfreeallstars.com. And um, we've already started coming up with song ideas for for a new album, which as soon as we get this one paid off. Oh, will that be another kids' album? <laughs> it will be. I believe we we were toying with the idea of going back and forth between doing kids' album, adult album, kids' album, adult album. But because the kids' album had done so well, we've sold a lot of them. We figured we'd just go ahead and probably do a kids' album next. And then buy us a little more time to do another adult album. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Looking All right, forward guys, to it. This has yeah. been great. Thank yeah, you so thanks. much. I really mean it. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Chris and Dr. Rock of the Sugar-Free All-Stars about their children's CD, Dos Niños. And we want to thank them for coming all the way up to Stillwater uh, to visit us in the studio and have that great conversation. Um, it was a lot of fun. We a lots of fun. Lots of fun. And uh, now the podcast is running a little bit long this week due to the interview. So we want to ask for your feedback. Was, was it worth the extra time for you? Um, if you appreciated hearing from the artists themselves, please let us know, and we'll try to get more interviews on the podcast. Yeah, so we've posted a poll up on the website, um, and it'll say, you know, do you want more interviews, or do you want more podcasts that revolve around a theme? You know, um, so please come and vote and give us your feedback. You can find that poll and let us know what you'd like to hear more of at kidsmusicplanet.blogspot.com. And also on our website, you can find purchase links to this week's featured music. Remember, purchases made through our website help support the artists and this podcast. Thank you. And so now we are ready for Evelyn's pick. Hello, Evelyn. Hi. So... As we're recording this, what are you getting ready for? Going to school. <laughs> Didn't you learn last time not to put your nose on the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> She's living life on the dangerous side. Good as that, yeah. All right. <laughs> so what does that have to do with the song that you chose? It's about the 100. Day of school, it's called. 100th day of school. 
Ja. Men det skider. It's called that. And what made you choose this song? Um, because um, I don't know. I just uh, like it. I like the groove. You like the groove? That's a theme on today's show. Groovy, groovy, groovy. The groove podcast. Groove, 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 groove. Last one was spring, but this one is groove. So, Evelyn, in your school, when it, when, do they make a big deal out of the 100th day? Yeah. Yeah? They had this 100 kisses for Uncle Wolfing up for like nine or ten weeks. Yeah, One, it was... What was that? It was a kisses big for wolf what? on the wall, and he was covered with baby chicks. It was like each chick gave him a kiss, so it was like 100 kisses for Wolfie. It just don't seem right when the food's giving kisses to the predator. <laughs> Daddy's well, I think that may be the point of the story, that he doesn't eat them. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> read it, so. They still have the wolf up, except he's not covered in chicks. And he's like, <laughs> he has a silly grin. He's like, grinning, and he has his feet, like, out. Like he's walking weird. He's like grinning. His eyes are like. Okay, besides so, the wolf, what else did they do for 100th day? Um, they else? had um, a 100 necklace thing. And there were also um, this big line that counted to 100, and you had to write the numbers down except all the tens. Yeah, it's like you it's made hard. a big. Measuring tape, and you had to count, write all the numbers from one to a hundred. So when you heard the song, did you go, "Oh yeah, one hundredth day of school"? I remember that. I was sick on the one hundredth day of school. You were sick. Yeah, she got to do all these. You missed it. Activities at home. Oh no! I got to do them at home. Okay. So here's the Alphabet Rockers from their self-titled CD with 100th day of school. This is your 100th day. This is your 100th day. This is your 100th day. Now it's time to celebrate. This is your 100th day. This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. Now it's time to celebrate. Remember on your first day, the butterflies you felt inside. Would I make new friends in class? And all it took was to say, Hi! This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. Good thing your brains don't hurt This 
This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. Now it's time to celebrate. This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. This is your hundredth day. Now it's time to celebrate. Celebrate. We hope you've enjoyed this week's featured music. You can find purchase links on our website at kidsmusicplanet.blogspot.com Remember, purchases made through our website help support the artist and this podcast. Thanks for listening.